Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Eating Habits podcast. On this week's episode, I catch up with my favorite local TV personality, Kristen Miranda. Kristen is the managing editor of the lifestyle shows on WBTV. She often hosts chefs and culinarians on her program to do little cooking segments and talk about what's new, what's fresh with restaurants and food around Charlotte. Over the years, Kristen has become a good friend. She's a hilarious person and she's one of the sweetest, most genuine and caring people I know. So we have a great conversation. It's loaded with some insights into what she does and what she sees from chefs, as well as uh, some pretty comedic moments. So enjoy this week's episode. I'm Kristen Miranda. I'm the managing editor of lifestyle content at QC Life at WBTV. I host our two shows, nine and three, and I'm so excited to be on Eating Habits. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Great job. You nailed it. Whew, that was a lot of pressure. No I teleprompter. I, I, I tend to panic. So this is super fun for me because wow. I have you on the other side of the interview. It's terrifying for me. Is it? Kind of. Yeah, because you don't know what's coming. No, I like to answer questions with questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So this should be interesting. So this just might be an hour of questions and <laughs> get no answers. I like it. Okay. So tell, tell us what it is you do here. So I co-host our two lifestyle shows, mm-hmm. um, nine o'clock QC morning, three o'clock QC at three, fully lifestyle, talk about all the cool things happening in our community. You've been on the show so many times. I adore you. I was trying to figure that out today. I was like, how many times have I been on? And I was like, it has to be more than 50. Because oh, it, it's been 10 years. Yes. And I come on multiple times a year. Yes. So I was I mean, thinking about when you first came on, like oh. 10, when you guys first opened. Do you remember? I remember it in the sense that we were so excited that you were actually coming on the show. Yeah. We were like, "That guy, he's going to come? Yeah. Like, he's actually going to cook in our kitchen? Yeah. Because it was a big deal that you guys were opening here, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of buzz about what you guys were doing here. And it was really the first restaurant that I, I've been here 15 years. It was mm-hmm. the first restaurant that I remembered that got that kind of like, yeah. these are celebrity guys coming in here from the big city mm-hmm. to open a restaurant in Charlotte that's going to draw big city people. And you yeah. proved it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you kept getting celebrities in there. They'd come in to town everybody was talking about the restaurant the dnc was a big push too mm-hmm. like we like our timing was kind of magical yeah right like we we opened three months before the the national democratic convention which yep. was huge i mean we had huge. every big wig person in our spot which put us on the map huge you know, people were just like whoa what's going on at that place so mm-hmm. that, that helped a lot yep no and i just remember thinking like we are so psyched and lucky that he's coming on to cook for us <laughs> and then we thought well he'll do this once and be like yeah. i'm not gonna do that small time tv anymore <laughs> right. good with that but you keep coming back i know i'm well, so happy so thank you yeah. i'm happy too yeah. So we've known each other for 10 years. Which is crazy. Wow, that's wild. You I look know. great, by the way. Thanks. How do you do it? How the hell do you do it? What's the secret? Do you think maybe I'm a vampire? Uh, maybe. I th- <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I'm like, how does she have like a... Mm-hmm. I'm, I wonder what your basement looks like. You I have like, s- a, like yeah. I sleep in one of those oxygen chambers. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't sleep at all. Okay. So. I don't sleep at all. Do you sleep? I feel like you don't sleep. I, sleep, I do now. Yeah. I, do. I found out I have sleep apnea. Ah. <sighs> 
Yeah, because I snore really bad. Yeah. So my fiance was like, um, we got to put a stop to that. Correct. Shit. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's like, like uh-uh. she's like, this marriage is not done yet. So right. we're going to, we're going to stop this now. Yeah. So I figured that out. And so, um, so I did like all the sleep tests and all that. And yeah. I got like the machine and now I sleep like a baby angel. So you, <laughs> for like, for like five hours a night. So you wear the machine. I do. I is wear it, the thing. Does it feel weird? Uh, it did. Now it, I, now I can't sleep without it. Yeah. See that's, it's but I'm weird. glad you're wearing it. Yeah. I interviewed once. Oh. Reggie White's mm-hmm. wife. Okay. You know, he passed away from yeah. um, complications of sleep apnea. Oh, shit. He had sleep apnea and he had, uh, I want to. I don't want to say it wrong, but he had an, an episode in the middle of the night. They rushed him to the hospital. He passed away. Whoa. Um, so she's a big advocate for yep. making sure that people have their yeah. masks, wear their masks, do it. And I know so many people who have sleep apnea who don't like to wear the mask. Right. And I just wish there They're was like conscious about yeah. it or something or it's or uncomfortable whatever. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm glad you wear yours. Yeah, I do. And so, well, the, the technology for it now is like a mate, like the, they have so many options yeah. of things you can wear. But so what I figured out where I took this sleep test or whatever, and when I found out my doctor was saying my oxygen blood level mm-hmm. would drop to like 79%. Which is like stroke. That's like a stroke. That's terrible. Right? Yeah. And the way he explained it to me, he was like, "Um, that's why you can't remember anything. (laughs) He's like, he's like, because my memory is really bad. Everybody jokes about it in our group. He's like, because your brain is in like constant like survival mode when you're sleeping. I was like, that's so bizarre because I don't have any recollection of it. You're completely, you know, I don't wake up like consciously. Right. And so now I wear it or whatever and I sleep like five hours a night and I feel like, a whole like new I'm guy. 20, like I'm 22 again. That's amazing. It's crazy. That's awesome. So man. everybody do it. <laughs> everybody wear a sleep mask. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you wear one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't I don't think I have apnea. I think I have like cuckoo syndrome where I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and everything that is in my brain yes. swirls and swirls and swirls and then I can't fall asleep again. So what is the lifestyle editor obsess about oh, gosh. at three o'clock in the morning? Well... Everything that happens here, because this is, I mean, this is the most amazing job I've ever had, but it's crazy. What time do you start? I start at 7.30. These days I start at 7.30. Okay, because back in the day, we were up in here. Oh, yeah. Like, I was rolling in here at like 6.30. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to work, for most of my career, I've worked the morning shift. So the morning shift starts at 3.30 in the morning here. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's rough. It's rough. But now it's a lot better. I get here at 7.30. I'm done by 5 o'clock at the latest. Okay. So it's not bad. bad. It's not bad. But, you know, just the things that swirl in a person's head. Like, you know, I'm that person who wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, oh, wouldn't this be a horrible way to die? Let me think about that for 45 minutes. Yes. Even though that's not even remotely coming. So what is the most horrible way to die then? Can I tell you something that I've never told anyone but our producers? (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) On my computer, I have a list of... Ways I don't want to die. No, you don't. <laughs> don't you know you don't? I do. Show me. I do. No, no, I don't. do. It's there. So, what? So, so um, what is it? So it's things. What are, give me the top three. Uh, it's horrible because it's things that have actually happened in the news. Uh, where I'm like, well, you, well so that's yeah, you a must hear about thing. everything all the time. Yeah. You're completely juiced into like. All the craziness. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get it real quick for okay. you. I mean, and I don't take it lightly. Please know that I don't mean it as a joke. <laughs> no, this is like a serious... This is th- like, oh my gosh, this is horrible that these people died this way and I'm going to add it to my list of things that I don't want for myself. <laughs> I can't believe you have to have a list. It's a list. Of things you don't want to die. Every once in a while we read it just right. to... Oh, just see, to look, like remind look. yourself, avoid these. Did I lie? Oh my gosh, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually on there in a file. Yeah. So I'm only going to read you the ones that aren't local because I feel like if it's local, it'd be sad. Yeah. Don't read me all of them. I no. just want, I want the three. Um, live embalmment. <laughs> what? It happened. <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. 
porta potty explosion. <laughs> I would hate that too. Also happened. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, buried under a wet mound of garbage. Oh, that would be awful. There's, there's three. Oh for my you. gosh, yeah. you become part of that mm-hmm. pile of garbage. Awful. Yeah. I think fire would oh, be the that worst would be awful. way. Like, drowning that terrifies is tough me. for me too. I don't like drown- the idea of drowning. Yeah, that would be. But fire would be pretty bad. But I hear that. Dr- Anyways, we're not going to go down that road. That's no, let's super not. Morbid. This let's is really to, not why we're here. Food. I'm like, because we could go on for hours about this. Because I also think about such things. See? See? I don't have a file. Well, start one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really cathartic. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So we're talking about. So you came on ten years ago. Yeah. You guys grew like crazy, and we can't believe you keep coming back. But we're so delighted when you. <laughs> right. Well, so community, right? Mm-hmm. It all start like my my kind of trajectory mm-hmm. for success. Well, I'll call it success is started here in Charlotte, right? Yeah. Like this is my first restaurant that I opened that I was a partner of. Um, that was my food where I wasn't working for somebody else. So, and I think my partners feel the same way. Is like this will always kind of be home base, mm-hmm. right? Even though we're expanding into other markets and all that kind of stuff and growing, Charlotte's really important to us, and so it's important to support you guys too. Well, and we're grateful for that. I mean, when people can see on television or on social media or whatever, the people who are cooking in the kitchens that they visit regularly, when mm-hmm. they can connect with those people, they're more likely to go to your restaurant. Totally. The, you know, they see you on our air, they see you on Bravo, they see you on whatever, mm-hmm. they connect with you, they want to be there. I think it's the, it's the familiarity thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like people feel less intimidated and more apt to <clears throat> engage if, if, they, if they realize that the chefs are just, I mean, they're just people too. Yep. Like we, do, we have death lists and things yep. and fears like everybody else. wake up at two else. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> obsessing the same way they are. Maybe a little differently than you, well, but, but, but everybody obsesses. I just have more information. That's yeah, all it yeah. is. So what is that like for you? Just being like juiced in all the, I mean, you must be just getting f- like funneled information. Yeah. How, I how mean, does that work? Like where does all... I mean, you're all in a kinds network, of ways, so. all kinds of ways. I might drive by someplace and see the sign pop up for, you know, for the first time. It happens in my neighborhood all the time. I live in Plaza Midwood and there's constantly, I mean, new places opening all the time and a little sign goes up coming soon. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly becomes something we want in on. Right. Yeah, we yeah. want to meet those people, see what they're doing in their kitchens um, or if it's a community organization, you know, what are they doing? But so it comes to us all kinds of ways. We see it. You all have, you know, PR folks that mm-hmm. work for you that send stuff our way. A lot of restaurants and, and organizations have that. Um, other people tell us about it. Somebody might email us. I had a great dinner at Church and Union. You guys should go over there, that kind of thing. Um, it comes to us always. We just always have to be paying attention. Yeah. So let's talk about the food stuff. Yeah. You guys do, so you do the segments on your show. Yep. Do you do them every day? We don't do them every day. But, um, but between the two shows, we probably have at least... I would say four or five segments a week. Okay, so that so a week. So there's 52 weeks in a year. So that's what's the math on that? That's, that's a like, lot. That's a lot. That's a super lot. <laughs> Journalists don't do math. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. I know. So I, I a lot. My phone's over there. I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm like, let me calculate real quick. Yeah. Anyways, it's a lot. So, yeah. so you have a lot of chefs through your kitchen. Yes. And you like food. I love food. Yeah. Oh my god, I love food. What's your favorite kind of food? Oh my. Well, I'm Italian. Oh, so you have a soft spot? So or I have a you... soft spot, but it's got to be good Italian. Yeah. It can't just be 
So we're going to have to talk about good Italian in Charlotte. It's really hard. Is it? It's really hard. There's not a ton. There's not a ton. There's not a ton. There are some, and I don't want to single some out and then not mention some and make people angry or sad. How many are there? I would say how many? How many go to good Italian? Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, maybe three. Three. Now there's one I haven't been to yet that I want to try. Okay. And I'm gonna hope that it's. But I would say real good Italian, maybe three, like traditional, real good. Mm-hmm. Most times it's because the people come from Italy. Yes. So you might be able to think of a couple where mm-hmm. the I people do. in the kitchen are from I think Italy. I think I know. Yeah. I know. So, you yeah. know, but look, I also. <laughs> the breadcrumbs. Uh, yeah, exactly. She's like the trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> All so, of you listening yeah. can figure it out. Um, but I'm not, you know, look, I, psh, Olive Garden breadsticks aren't going to turn <laughs> yeah. me away either. So I'm not going to lie. I okay. still, you know. So you're not a snob. I'm not. not I, I don't think snob. so. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Are there any foods that you that you just can't do? Like yep. you're like, I'm not doing that. Don't hate me, pate. Okay. Um, Why? What is it about pate? The commercials where you see the <laughs> how they make how spam they make. <laughs> I just don't want to know yeah. how it comes together. Uh-huh. Um, I can't do that. <laughs> There's not a lot I won't try. Okay, but will you eat a hot dog? Uh, hmm. see, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I'll eat a hot dog. Like yeah. at a ballpark, yeah. a nice grilled hot. Like I won't put a hot dog in a microwave. No, that's. But if it's blasphemy. been on a right, <laughs> but if it's been on a grill, yeah, I'll eat it for okay. sure without a doubt. Okay, so so I'm gathering that the technique is almost as important as yes. the product itself. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I mean, I could find way. How do you feel about cheese whiz? Cheese from a tube oh. or a can? Um. Again, so, not totally against it. But it's not like a go-to. You're not like, I don't have it in my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a feeling if you made something with it, I would like it. So we actually make, so at La Belle Helene, yeah. our signature burger has our version of Cheese Whiz. I love that burger. Which is like not Cheese Whiz at all, but that was the inspiration. No, that burger? It's good, right? You know. Because it's got Cheese Whiz on it, sort of. <laughs> Just doesn't come out of a can. Okay, but that's fancy cheese. Yeah, it, it really yeah, it's fancy. Cheese it's the cheese. It's all about the cheese that you use. Yeah, that's that's the deal. It's good. That's a good burger. Okay, so you have all these chefs coming yeah. through, and yeah. you get to interview them. You mm-hmm. talk about their restaurants, their food, um, all that. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy that? I love it. It's my favorite part of this job. Yeah. Um. I, look, I have the one of the best jobs in town. Yeah. I don't, there is nothing I can complain about for, with my job. It is, I get to talk to the greatest people, the most kind hearted people. All of it is great. Mm-hmm. I love it when chefs come in. Yeah. I love it. Cause I just have a million questions. You know, when you come, yeah. I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. Jamie, what yeah, does yeah. that do? I just, I'm very interested in food. I can read menus for fun. Do I don't you, always do know what they home? say. No, you don't. I mean, I do, can. Do, okay. So you, I feel like I can. On a scale of one to ten, ten being you top chef. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> and, and, and zero <laughs> being like completely just a joke, can't cook anything in a microwave or anything. Where do you fall in the spectrum? I might be like a six okay. or a seven. So I mean, I can skills. read a recipe. I can do some stuff, but okay. I'm not like. I'm not do you great. like to cook? I like to cook 
I like to bake more than I like to cook. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I Why would say, is that? I don't know. I think I was baked with my grandma, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, so that's that always sense. stuck with me. Yep. When it comes to baking, I'm probably like an eight. Oh. Um, but maybe, you know, when I'm cooking, it's probably more like a six. <laughs> gotcha. But it's it's me, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not cooking a lot for me. Yeah. Do you do you entertain people? Do you ever? Sometimes. You have like people over for like dinner. And stuff. I make a damn good lasagna. Really? Yes. Ooh. I'll make it for you sometime. You okay, can tell me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'll be like, mm, this isn't that good. <laughs> no, it's it's that's like you know any kind of stuff like that. Italian stuff that my grandma made, stuff like that. I try to do. We should do like a cook off. Oh no, we will not. I've do been a getting I've been getting that a lot we lately. Like so, I met I met this guy in in Charleston, a French dude, uh-huh. and his his wife works in restaurants okay um as a front of the house person yep and so um we, we kind of hit it off i like french people i grew up in french kitchens sure. right so like i i like french people mm-hmm. like, i think they're interesting mm-hmm. and so we're kind of hitting it off we're ta- talking about a bunch of stuff he come he ends up bringing his wife to la belle helene for like they make a trip to go right, specifically to, to the restaurant traditional french awesome and i was like awesome dude this is my jam and so right. we just totally flexed right yes and he was like blown away like Good. Legit, and he goes to France every year to like visit a family and stuff. So he was like, whoa, You've got that was really good. Mm-hmm. And he challenged me to a cook off. Oh, and I was like, oh, bring it, dude. I was like, I love it when people. Oh, so you were all in. I'm all in when people are like, oh, I think I, I think that my tartare is better. I'm like, mm-hmm, OK, let's let's do this. <laughs> right. Yes. So but we have to do it on their playing field is the thing. Because it's not fair for them to come into yeah, my that's world. True. That's true. I have a total advantage. That's fair of you. Yeah. I think that's cool I, of you. I think I'm pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, true. but I'm also like I used to hate competition cooking. Right. Right. Like when I first went on Top Shop, I was mortified. But now I'm kind of like I have fun with it. Do you think that was the thing that made you have fun with it? Yeah. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Because I remember after your first Top Chef. You were like, yeah, not no, doing, doing that, that again. again. No. I'm not yeah, doing that, that again. Was traumatic. Right? Like was traumatic. you were like, never again. Right. And then, ta-da. So, yeah, something happened. I think I was. I think. I think that that helped me get to a point where I stopped taking myself too seriously. Oh, I love right? that. Right. I was very like a restaurant. Like we've got to be the best, and yeah. we got to prove all this stuff and all that. Like I just took everything very seriously because I, I, I equated my worth and value to my cooking mm. and my restaurants. I realized that through some, some yes. chatting with, with people. They were like, oh, wow, you take this stuff. And I think that whole experience helped me say, hey, you know, it's just food. Like, <gasps> chill out, dude. Jamie, like, that's massive. Isn't that cool? That's really good. Yeah, so now I'm like, bring it. Let's have a competition. Because I don't care really about winning good. anymore. It doesn't matter. Oh, man, that's deep, right? though. It is deep stuff. All right, let's get back to you. Oh, no. I'm not not as interesting. That's good. I like that. I think anytime you have one of those moments Mm -hmm. that kind of changes your trajectory a little bit. I've had a lot of those. Well, I'm also older now, too. Yeah. So I'm like 47 now. I'm not like, you know, I'm not in my 30s, like trying to make sense of everything. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. I get it now a little bit better. Don't late 40s feel good. I love it. I do, too. And I'm like healthier than I've ever been, too. Mm -hmm. Like sleeping better, all that kind of stuff. So, and now I I also have a great team. Which you is have awesome. Five million restaurants. Yeah, and they're all led by amazing people. That's awesome. And they're all people that are younger than me. Right. Which is great. Bringing which means something that else. They're bringing new, fresh ideas, fresh energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and all we have to do, which is also difficult, is be open to it. Yeah. You know, say hey, allow them to like do it because I know oh, a yeah. lot of owners and chefs that are like, eh, eh, like, don't step on my toes, kind of thing. Right. And that sets people back. What do you like in the kitchen? I want to know because 
Okay. It depends whether I'm running the shift or not. Okay, so you're running the shift. If I'm running the you're shift. You're running the shift. Are you, am I scared of you? You're not, not if you're doing your job. <laughs> if you're doing what you're supposed to do, yeah. we are all good. Yeah. I am the most supportive, like, you know, mentor chef. But yeah. if people are fucking around or not focused, yeah. I can be pretty, I can be very uh, pointed uh-huh. and direct. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Yeah. Like, because that's what you need, right? You need people in that time to be focused because so much is riding on what's coming out of the kitchen. Exactly. And, yeah. and like to me, service, like when I'm running a shift, yep. service is why we do what we do. Yeah. I don't care about the PL. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about profit and loss statements at all. Mm-hmm. Like when we are open, it's all about the guest experience. Yep. Like that's what started this whole thing. So it's really important that everybody focus on that when it's time. Which shows, obviously, because yeah. you've continued to be so successful. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I dig that. I used to be a lunatic. That's what I wondered. If like there was yes. a time when you were starting. Yes. Where it was like. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you could probably ask almost any chef in, Char- in Charlotte uh-huh. about me 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And they've heard stories or worked with me at some point. We're like, mm. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I was, I was loud, abrasive. Yeah. I was, I felt a lot of pressure to, to achieve excellence because I didn't have any skin in the game in our restaurant. Like I didn't put any money in. I didn't have any money. Right. I was a cook, you know? Well. So sweat, sweat equity was my, my role and it was everybody else's money that was riding on our success. So, and that made me very like intense and stuff. So once we kind of got over the hurdles and. I learned to release some of the like ownership of everything where I started trusting my team more and, and delegating responsibility. It became a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just kind of like, I'm pretty fun to be around. Well, and you guys have had that success. You've been able to open in a lot more cities. Now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're going to so make So you don't it. have to like be <laughs> yes. on edge. And, and also like we've had, we've had some restaurants not do so great. Mm-hmm. Right, like Nana Byron's, mm-hmm. which was an awesome which restaurant, I loved. and we loved it too. Yeah. And and would have been a rock star had we decided to to stick it out. Yeah, because we weren't like we weren't failing. It right. just wasn't performing the way we we wanted it to. I wondered uh, about location with that one too. It was, it was a little early one. for South End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were a little before the the wave there, yep. and um and had we hung around, the place would have been sure. off the charts. Um, but we had a lot of things going on, and our focus wasn't. Totally there. Uh, but anyways, having sold one of our things off that didn't work quite the way we wanted to help temper some of that for me. It's yeah. like not everything is going to be a juggernaut, right? Like you have to have a some sort of yes. <laughs> grasp on reality. Right. Like not everything's perfect all the time. And it allows you to really kind of focus in on what is going well and really elevate that as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to make a thing work that, that isn't going to work isn't. for things that have nothing to do with you. Right. And I'm sure that Nana Byron's will be back. You think? Maybe, maybe not in that, but but that concept concept still I think there's a seed for us with that Interesting. I like it I, I like I think we would revamp it obviously and, yeah. and redo it but I, I like where that concept is yeah mm-hmm. I like that what, 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 yeah we, so we can go on forever there's but this so is about you let's talk about you I don't want so, 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 all right, but so okay. so all these chefs yes okay um and what about so I'm curious mm-hmm. <clears throat> from your side of things mm-hmm. you've got interviewed all, all these new chefs all these new personalities what is it about your seat that you like mm-hmm. from a guest 
a food guest mm -hmm. and what maybe you don't like so much. Like I'm sure you have some chefs that you're like, eh, I'm going to make um, you name only two or three of them. <laughs> but where you're like, I don't really care Red for that. Crumbs again? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, like, like, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Because chefs have pretty wild personalities sometimes. Like, And range. I like a good wild personality. Mm -hmm. um, it makes for good TV. We like that. Mm -hmm. Um and I, and I think viewers like that too. You know, when yeah. you, somebody comes in and they know their stuff and they're, you know, that's cool. What is hard for us sometimes, our goal is always to show people at home something, to teach them something. We mm -hmm. want them to walk away from our shows feeling smarter. And that really falls in line with these kitchen segments because, you know, we want you to come in and teach us, even if it's one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you come in and you tell us about that tuna that you get from heaven mm -hmm. that tastes like heaven in my <laughs> yeah. face. Yes. Um, that, like, why it's special. What you need to look for when you're looking for, like, that's something that people can walk away with and feel like, next time I go to a dinner party, I'm going to tell people about the tuna that comes from Hawaii. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, that matters to people. So I'm always looking for somebody who can teach us something. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for someone who will physically show us how they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because if you just come in and you have a plate and it's already done and you're just adding, you know, Yep. your little salt bay at the end. Yep. It's not as exciting for viewers. They want to watch the magic happen. Right. So anytime a chef comes in and is prepared and ready to go, I don't even care if you don't have time to finish it. A yeah. lot of chefs, this is their first time on TV. Yeah, so I remember that. Right? So they're like, I <laughs> don't know how to time it out and the mm -hmm. pasta's still boiling and I got to do this over here. We don't care. Yeah. Because we'll make it work. Yeah. We'll show the finished product at some point in the show. Mm -hmm. It will be there. But bring the personality, bring the information, teach yeah. our people that are watching something so that they walk away and think, that was cool, Jamie. I was watching Jamie today and yeah. he taught us about X. Yep. And now they know that. Mm -hmm. And they feel it emboldens them a little bit in the kitchen. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think there's a lot of like young, like I know a lot of my chefs who are going to start doing these things because mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. You can't be everywhere at once. I can't be everywhere once and I, I don't want to do them and I like I also want to share the love like it's yeah. time for them to start like taking the reins a little bit mm -hmm. but it's good that you give them that advice like it's not so important that you have like the top chef dish at the end of the thing mm -mm. as much as you have um a cool interaction with you know the people at home yep. through your food yeah I mean it's it's that's all that what we do is about mm -hmm. I mean we we do research um we ask our viewers, what they're looking for. And one of the things that always comes back is that our viewers want to learn things, mm. whether it's a new language or yeah. how to quilt or how to cook. Mm -hmm. um, so really every show that we go into, we look at it that way. What are we teaching people today? What are, what are we going to, what are they going to be able to take home from this show? And if we meet that bar, then we've done well. What about turnoffs? What is your, uh, <laughs> what is your chef turnoff? Now this is not, <sighs> Personally, this is for the show. Oh. Like, oh. And we'll go to the personal <laughs> part, too, because I want to know, like, all right, when I go to a restaurant and the chef's, like, you know, right. picking their nose, that's, that's a, a turnoff. Turn <laughs> we all know. For sure. <laughs> um, when they come on the show, what's a turnoff? It's hard to say because everything's a little bit different. Um, sometimes when people come in and think they know everything about <laughs> how we do what we do and what yeah. we need, that's a little off-putting sometimes because it's like, I know... I know what we need in order to make good TV. Mm -hmm. And most people are great. And they're yeah. like, yeah, whatever you, you know, you yeah. tell me whatever, how is this going to look best? Mm -hmm. But sometimes people come in and they, they definitely have an idea of how they think that the segment should go. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't always match how we think the segment should go. Gotcha. So that's kind of tough sometimes, but it's rare. How it's do you, how do you handle that? Like you, 
used to be. I am very direct. Are you? (laughs) Can you get, can you get, because I've never seen that side of you. Yeah. So I'm a pretty new manager here. Mm -hmm. So I'm still learning how to manage people. Yeah. And that's an interesting journey. Yes. Because. That's been the hardest thing for me. It's, and why is it hard for you? Well, I think it, it was hard. Part of it was hard for me because of how I learned. Right. I came up Mm -hmm. in very strict, old school New York kitchens. Most of them were French where, you know, I mean, I tell stories all the time about when I worked at Le Cirque, Mm. the chef there was from Cambodia. Mm. He spoke Cambodian and French. Right. So like my my relation to him was either through his you know, the, the the only words that I remember him knowing in English were you're the dog is what he used to call me. And that probably wasn't good. No, but it, but it made me work harder <laughs> right. and shut my mouth and do my do my shit. Yeah. I was just like, yes, okay, I'm doing it. Right. And so it was a very aggressive environment. So yeah. that's how I learned. Yeah. Um, so that's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't have like all this, like I didn't go to business school and all that stuff. So I didn't have all this stuff to, to rely on. Yeah. So I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been that way for me too. I mean, I come from a very, um, my grandparents came over from Italy. I come from a very like hardworking, you just put your nose down and get your Mm -hmm. shit done and you move through and you deal (laughs) with your stuff, but then you just keep moving through. And so I have a, um, really high expectation for myself. Mm -hmm. And so as a manager, you have to adjust your own expectation for yourself for the people that you have working with you and, and, and under you. So it's been challenging for mm-hmm. me. It's been really challenging for me. But when I, I'm also from upstate New York, you yeah. know, Where like we, um, well, I grew up outside of Syracuse. Okay. Um, yeah. Lived in Rochester, lived in mm. Buffalo, went to school at Fredonia. So um, have a lot of that. Yeah. And there is like an upstate New Yorker kind of directness. Yes. That just is natural. <laughs> my mother. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I am, I'm becoming more like my, this, that's a real thing, everybody, by <laughs> the way. We all do it. I am becoming like my it. mother. Um, my mother is like, she's awesome. Yeah. Right. But she is in a, she is like a Brillo pad uh-huh. for people's feelings and emotions <laughs> because she just doesn't care. Right. Like she just cuts through the bullshit and she just says what's on her mind. And, right. and sometimes it's completely outlandish and out of this world. And I think it's hilarious, uh-huh. you know, cause I can take it. Yeah. But a lot of people are just like, your mom is kind of a bitch. And I'm like, well, <laughs> she's not really, she doesn't mean it that way. Right. She just doesn't care what, you know, what people think. Right. And, um, and that's a upstate New York thing. I, I think a hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot, it's a lot of that, like immigrants coming in and mm-hmm. doing the work and you know, whatever. Like we had somebody come in the other day and I felt awful. Um, they brought a sign and we usually don't have people put up their signs in our studio just because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look good on TV. It's for them. It's for the benefit of them. Right. But often they have these really cute signs and it's got the email on there or whatever. And it just doesn't look great on TV. And so I always ask, people politely to move their sign. And someone came in the other day and had a big sign and put it right in front of our monitor. And they're like, where should we put this? And I was in the middle of other things. And I said, well, I don't like it there. (laughs) And I thought, oh, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Like, come on, you know, do better. So it's stuff like that, that I'm still kind of working through. You just kind of pick it up and like move it out of the studio. Say it looks really good out here. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So it's those kinds of things that have become, you know, things that I'm trying to Delivery is is a difficult thing to learn. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was uh, like, I feel like I was aggressive and could be very direct with people, but I was never like, I was never abusive. Yeah. Yeah, I was never like, you know, you, you, you suck. Right. You know, you're a fucking idiot. Right. Like never like that. I was always just like, what do you, like, what is this shit? Like, Mm. what are you 
do you think that's good? Like, right. that's garbage. A little passive aggressive. Yeah, like a little like, um, <laughs> are we on the same page here? Right. It's more like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, I do think people, some people learn that way. They do. A lot of people don't. So so my VP of culinary now, Adam Hodgson, yes. he's, a, he's a banger. Awesome. Like, he is just, he's been with us since we opened. Yep. And he's worked every position in the kitchen. Yep. And he he's the future of our group, right? Yep. He's definitely going to be the one holding it down for a long time. Cool. Um, but he learns really well by just getting tore apart because in the early days I would like not hold back on him at all. And he fix it. And he was just like, he would just work harder, more focused, Mm -hmm. better. And he would learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're just too soft with him, he's just like, he doesn't take it seriously. He's like, Uh, whatever. this isn't important. Yeah. So he actually is one of those people. I think one of the last unicorns that actually learns that way. Yeah, because it's not like that anymore. No. Yeah. And our kitchens don't run that way anymore. Yeah, and Um, and you don't want it. I mean, we've all learned. It's a toxic environment. Yes. Like it's it's, and the thing that really got me to change my style was that how it made me feel. Mm. You know, like I was so depleted and frustrated and upset at the end of the shifts when I would get elevated like that. Yeah. Because like, one. I would be exhausted from just like raging. Right. Uh, but also like you're not in control. Right. Right. Like I wasn't in control of myself and I was like, right. I don't want to be a yes. crazy person like that. You're like, yeah. So that's what really helped me start to like work on it. Ugh. And it's been a, like a legit, like focus on this. Talk to people this way, reading books. Yeah. Yeah. There's You've a, gone some places, my friend, in the last 10 years. There's a really good book. Yeah, tell and me. you might appreciate it. Okay. And anybody out there who's going to management might appreciate it. It's called um, The Code of Trust. Ooh. And it was written by this, like, FBI or CIA, like, spy guy. Mm-hmm. He was a counterintelligence spy. Okay. For years. And maybe the CIA. Okay. And his basic job was to go in and take enemies that were enemy spies and basically make them assets for the government. And he basically wrote a book on his style of getting to people. And he has like these rules, right? Like this code of trust. And his whole thing was that you have to align your goals with Mm -hmm. whoever it is, your adversary. It could be somebody you work with. It could be an enemy. But somehow there has to be some commonality in your goals. Hmm. Find what that is and then align those things and you'll get whatever it is you want from people really so that's a lot of what i do now and i that took that to heart and i started implementing it in like really like mellow ways like not this is my new management style i was just like let me try this right and i started like implementing this strategy with talking with people about what it's just you know we're going to do a collaboration dinner yeah okay well i have i have a goal here that I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to put shit out. Right. <laughs> like, that's not happening. Never. And so how do we do that? Right? And so I start implementing, like, these kind of, like, what is their goal? Like, how, what are they trying to achieve yeah. out of this? Are they trying to get publicity? Are they trying to put out the best dish? Do they want control of it? And then and then shift my style to work, and it, and it works. Oh, my gosh. Check out this book. I will. Oh, I'll, cool. I'll send it to you. That's and you cool. can check it out. I, I like They that. have an audio version. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> I don't actually read. I just look at pictures. You know how to read. I know how to read. Okay. I just, I'm a picture person. <laughs> All right. So the management thing. So what's been yeah. your biggest struggle with that? Oh, gosh. Well, it's a, I, I, it's a weird... It's like you. You manage people, but you're also still in a kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I manage people, but I'm still on the air. Yeah. And so... It's your face. It, well, and it's finding that balance between having to be a a co-worker, a co-host, mm-hmm. a co, you know, the chef that's in the kitchen with you. Yeah. And also 
find those moments, those teachable moments and those manageable moments. Yeah. Um, that in the very beginning was the biggest struggle for me because yeah. it was like, oh, but you're my friend and yeah. you're my co-host and how do I, mm-hmm. and or you're my friend, but you're my producer and <laughs> how do I, you know? Yeah. But just being kind, I think, mm-hmm. has been the way to try to go about it. And I'm not perfect at at every stretch for yeah. sure. Yeah. But None of us are. Right. But trying. Yeah. Yeah. Good. One thing that I've found that, that works for me is like, I always call it like suspending your ego, mm-hmm. right? Because like we all have this vision or whatever of like the way we want things to be and we're kind of perfectionists and yep. like we strive for excellence and all that kind of stuff. But I think like it goes to kind of taking yourself not too too seriously is that mm-hmm. when you fuck up, like to be able to like own that shit oh, and say, hey, sure. this one's on me. Yep. Like and a- apologize to your people is yes. huge. Like I always teach my managers, like my chefs that are young executive chefs or sous chefs like – you got to be real with your people. Yep. If you fuck up, you got to go own it. Like go apologize to them. Say, hey, that's not your, like this service sucked because of my my decision. Yep. Right. And that's not on you guys. Thank you for whatever. And that goes a huge way. I think so too. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am always, I try to always be the first to point out the things that I screw up mm-hmm. because um, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like being told that I screwed up. <laughs> I like being the one. Let says, me do it. Let me say it. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to, but really, I mean, and in a lot of cases, nobody else is going to say it right. because in your case, they work for you, right? right. They're afraid. They don't want to say, Jamie, we would have done better, but you yeah. screwed up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's really important because you don't always want to be pointing the, you know, you right. got to do a little of this too. Yeah. Yeah. So one of our company mottos, like we have, we have like all these slogans, right? Mm. Like there's only we is like one of right. our, our kind of mantras. One of our most important mantras is I fucked up. Mm. And that starts from day one. Anybody who works management for us knows this. All these guys know it. Um, it's like, that's how we, that's, you got to take ownership. Right. So people will call me out. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they do. They won't do it. They won't do it like in front of the team. Right. Right. Like they won't be like chef, you know, on the line. <laughs> nope, that's not right. You know, <laughs> you no, did it wrong, yeah, chef. Yeah, no, they won't do that. But, but like we have, that's part of our company culture is that it's okay to have confrontation and say, Hey, like anybody can pull me aside, you know, yeah. in the office and say, Hey, I have an issue with this. Like what you said is fucked up or huh. the way you did that. I'm not so sure, you know, that's good. Um, but you know, we try to do it respectfully and like without, you know, creating drama. That's, Drama's yeah. the worst. Drama's the worst. Did do you, you guys have drama in what you do? <laughs> no. We're all totally normal, perfectly yeah. sane people all the time. Um, did you watch The Bear? Um, I watched the first episode. And you stopped because? Anxiety. Really? It gave me like wicked like. Back to like being in a kitchen at a yeah. French restaurant, mm-hmm. getting yelled at anxiety. Yep. And also just it reminded me of a lot of like how I used to be when I was younger. Ah. Like when I was a young chef in New York, I was very much like that. Yes. And I was like, okay, I don't, that's not me anymore. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to watch. I want you to watch the whole thing. I'll f- freak out. Like ah. I li- literally like have a physiological yeah. response. Like I, my palms start sweating. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, can't have that. I'm like at the edge of my seat, like watching like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be that way the whole time. Cause yeah, it's that way the literally yeah. the whole time. But I, I loved it. I think it's awesome. Having not worked in a kitchen like that, I've I w- worked in restaurants when I was a kid, but um, having not worked in a kitchen like that, I thought it was fascinating, and mm-hmm. I always wonder how true to life that kind of stuff is. From what I well, from what I saw um, in the first, I think I watched I might have watched two episodes. Like I watched the, the very beginning, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm good. I know where this goes. Yeah, I got it. I don't need to relive it. Right. Um, I felt like it was vi- it was very well done, although mm. it was a little extra yep right sure um you know but but i think it was super well done okay. especially especially the way they took 
um, <clears throat> the main character and put him into this completely different restaurant scenario where you like you get trained it's almost like the military mm -hmm. you know what I mean like in, in those like kinds of kitchens you're trained to be very specific about what you do everything has a reason a way yeah and there isn't a whole lot of variation and so you, you take that person you put them in any environment it doesn't change the way that they've been trained right, right? they're gonna attack it and the muscle memories right be, so you put yeah. this guy in like a deli and it's like okay he's doing the same type of shit you would do right at a linea that you would do yeah you know but you're just applying it to like casual food which is crazy i thought it was interesting super I funny that was interesting and i thought the way they um showed food mm -hmm. was interesting and mm -hmm. that's like for me like again looking at pictures in a cookbook reading a recipe like trying to envision what a thing tastes like mm -hmm. that was interesting to me yeah that's why i love to like read cookbooks and see pictures of food and follow all these Instagram food accounts because I just like to look at the food and think in my head, like if I ate that, what, it, what would it taste like? Mm -hmm. But then I go to LaBelle or I go to <laughs> church and union and I'm oh, like, you, Oh, that's what it tastes like. Yeah. You stop. That's the French onion so, soup that I dream about. Yeah. The, I dream about that French onion soup it's too. So good. It's a good one. And the, Oh my God. There's so much. Did so, I tell you I'm going to um, church and union for Thanksgiving? Are you really? Yeah. Cause oh, we had such a good time fun. a couple years ago. So awesome. we're going back. Yes. Mm -hmm. How many people? You bring oh, a big one? There's a big one. Like um, I think there's going to be seven of us. Seven. But I decided already that I'm getting the turkey this time. <laughs> because you didn't do it. Last time I didn't. Yeah. You brought it out. We had it. And yeah. it was so good that I'm getting the turkey this time. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm glad. You're going to yeah. love it. I know. It's I, know. So, I, I like doing the holidays. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, I used to do both of them. Like when I was the chef, yeah. I was there for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like I, was, I loved the holidays because we... That was the one time in my growing up that our family like was all together. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, I had, I had two sure. brothers and you know, we would only be in the same room yeah. during Thanksgiving or, I get or it. Christmas. So, yeah. so I enjoy it. I like sharing that and having the hospitable place for people. It felt very hospitable when we were there before. Awesome. So that's why we're going back. So I'm excited. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's talk about cookbooks. <laughs> okay. I love cookbooks. Tell me about it. What's your <laughs> who, what are your favorites and what do you like about them? Um, I will. Because I also like cookbooks. Do you? Yes. But see, you probably like them for different reasons than I do. Like you look at it like a, a case study, right? Uh, yeah. I look. Yeah. No, I use them as they're inspiration tools for me. Are they? Yeah. I like. I have. So I have two types of cookbook. Okay. I have the inspiration books. Yep. Most of them are like large, cook like Thomas Keller books. Yes. And like all those like books that just have beautiful photography and stuff. And I yes. just look at those to like get my juices flowing. Yes. And then I have like the research books that I'm like, okay, I've got a whole library on charcuterie. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do some dried cured meats. Mm -hmm. I'll dip in and like refresh because you can't remember everything. Right. Um, but my office is just filled with cookbooks. Yeah. So for somebody who doesn't cook mm -hmm. me, um, I have a lot of cookbooks. Yeah. I have a lot of cookbooks at home. Okay. And I just like to look at the pictures. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I like to look at the pictures. I, my favorite cookbook is a cookbook that um, when my grandma passed away, my cousin took all of her handwritten recipes oh, and cool. made a cookbook out of her handwritten recipes. That's awesome. So it's all the old Italian stuff that she would make or all of the stuff that, you know, back in the day, they'd cut the recipe out of the magazine mm -hmm. and they'd, yeah. you know, save it forever. Yes. All that kind of stuff. Um, that's my favorite cookbook and it has zero pictures, but I can see my grandma's handwriting and that's really oh, special. that's awesome. Um, but anything that looks pretty, I want to look at it. A lot of baking, a lot of like, 
if I see a picture of a cake with frosting and sprinkles, I can stare at it for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I love uh, frosting and sprinkles so much. Are we talking about confetti sprinkles? Any kind of sprinkles. Any kind of sprinkles. Any <laughs> kind of sprinkles. If it's a sparkly sprinkle, I'm at like even 10,000 times more in. I follow sprinkle accounts on Instagram because I like sprinkles so much with frosting. <laughs> we had someone come in the other day and make something with frosting and sprinkles. And all I did was eat take a spoonful <laughs> of frosting put sprinkles all over it and then just eat that. I just love it. I did salt sprinkles last night on one of our dishes. Mm, a little less exciting to me than Really? Like, yeah, but what was it? So Tell I me took, more. So I took Malden yes. sea salt, like the really nice super flaky yes. salt and I um and I mixed into that gold leaf. Oh. And like now mixed I'm it. In. So now the, the salt <laughs> flakes were like coated in gold leaf oh. and we like spray. What was it on? What did you put it on? The venison. Venison oh. with crawfish etouffee. Right, because you had the big Louisiana yeah, thing last Louisiana, night. Which was amazing, by the way. It was good. We sold more, like, like the first 15 minutes of service, we sold like 20 tasting menus. I was like, uh, we need to prep more stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, Lyle was like, uh, <laughs> how many of these tastings are we going to sell? I was like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I thought we were going to do like 30 tasting menus and then people would order a la carte. Sure. The oh, whole no. thing. It was all the tastings. Whole oh, all my night. gosh. Yeah. It was awesome. Look, you guys came in. That was awesome. The next day, um, Chris Coleman yeah. came in. What they made, I thought I was not going to like. Yeah. And what it did ended they up do? being do you great. What they it was? did fried shrimp heads yeah. with, um, <laughs> how do you say it? Wagyu, Wagyu, Wagyu. Wagyu. Yep. Tartar. Uh huh. And oyster sauce mm -hmm. with some other kind of fish sauces in there. It was really good. Was it? You guys, I mean, you guys I all know. knocked it out of the park with good. the Louisiana stuff. It cool. was really cool. So you guys did the Louisiana stuff all week. We was did it? too. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. It was the two days because yeah, they it came the in two on days. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because then cool. um, on Wednesday night, I went to that like little media preview they had. Yeah. And all of all 14 of the Louisiana chefs were there. Man, this one dude made some soup that was unbelievable. Really? It was like a pumpkin curry something. Oh, nice. It was really good. Cool. Like a kind you know. You want to lick the yeah, I love dish that. when it's done. We were super pleased with the dishes. Like we, so, you know, obviously we collabed on everything. We yeah. talked it out, but like, you never really know. Yeah. Right. Like literally, uh, here, when yeah. we arrived here yes. is the first time we got together in the kitchen to do it. How does that even happen? <laughs> well, I mean, so we speak the same language, yeah. right? So that's, it's the same way. Probably you guys have your own language back yeah. there. So like going through the collab process, like we kind of get it, yeah. right? Like keywords will set you off and be like, okay, it's like this, right. that's how we're going to do it. So, but I didn't know how we were going to cook together until we got here, I was like, all right, well, how are we going to do this? It was great. So it, was, it, was good. it was yummy. Cool. Yeah. Well, the, the dishes came out awesome. I was really good. pleased, really happy with them. And I good. think the feedback was great. So good. that was a lot of fun. Good. All right. So pictures. Yes. You like sprinkles. I love sprinkles. Love sprinkles so much. What, what, do you, what are your top, can you give me your top three cookbooks? Oh, that you, that you like to look by at by name, not not, not your not the one with your grandma's stuff because that's sentimental. <laughs> that obviously, sentimental. that's going to be number one. Um, I have you know I couldn't give them to you by name. Like okay. I don't have like a here are my top three cookbooks. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that the things that I go back to mm -hmm. and whatever again it's it's about the pictures because I'm not cooking the recipes usually. There's like a there's a a Tyler Florence cookbook that I keep going back to because the pictures are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. There are um, some baking books that I go back to over and over that are like old. You know, they're yeah, not yeah, current yeah. modern stuff. Right. But it's like my mom had them that got she got them from my grandma. It's that kind of stuff that they have the cookie in it that we eat every Christmas, yep, you know, that kind of uh -huh. thing. So I don't have like a list of my top 3, but I can tell you that the cookbook 
collection in my house continues to grow <laughs> every single year. Okay, cool. So I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> there you You're go. You're going to get some cookbooks. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Because I'm like always buying cookbooks, like constantly. Yeah. Just because like, and I've got, yeah, I've got some old ones. Like yeah. I have some really old, like Julia Child ones, like yeah. first print stuff. Because I actually cooked for her in New York when I you, worked. Yeah. When I, so when I worked at Cafe Balloud yes. in New York, I think it was, it was like four or five years before she passed. <gasps> so, and she came in um, to Cafe Balloud sure. while I was working. I was the saucier there at the time. So I was roasting all the meats. And um, we did a dinner for her. And it was awesome. She came back in the kitchen and we were just like. Did you know before she came in that she was coming? Uh, yes. We knew she was going to be there. She, she, you... she knew Danielle well. I mean, they had yeah. known each other because like, he's, he's French. Right. And badass. badass. And so, um, so she, they had had a long relationship. They knew each other for a long time. And, were you nervous? Um, I was not. That's good. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was the saucier and I, I, I had, I was such a cocky asshole back then. Like, I was like, I'm the fucking best. Like. <laughs> I got this. She's going to love my shit. Yeah, I was like, if she doesn't like this, she's a fucking idiot. Like, there's no question. Her palate is bunk, right? Like, I was just such an idiot. That's amazing. Um, so, so, and also, like, you know, I was doing, you know, Andrew Carmelini worked the past, like, literally next to my station. So, like, there was nothing going down there that wasn't right. totally, like, controlled. You knew going out yeah. was going to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, and, and he literally, I mean, he tasted everything that we served. So... Is there anyone now that you think you'd feel nervous to cook for? I would be terrified to cook for Andrew. Would you? For my mentor? Yes. Yeah, terrified. And like, I don't know why, because like, but it's that thing like he taught me everything I know and you don't want to let them down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, him. But other than that, like I don't really, you know. Well, you've also cooked for a lot of people. I've cooked for a lot of people. So. And, and I think in cooking through the restaurants that I cooked in in New York, Le Cirque, yeah. Cafe Balloud, Oriole, like we cooked for everybody. I mean, I remember we, we cooked for Whoopi Goldberg one time uh -huh. at Le Cirque. So Ooh. this was in 1997 or eight okay. or something. Okay. Um, so Whoopi was like in her like, oh, yeah. yeah, heyday, right? Oh, yeah. And she was kind of difficult. Really? Like she would come in and order shit that was not on the menu. <sighs> like she That's would. That's got to be annoying. It was super annoying. <laughs> now. I was the, I was the entremetier, which is the veg cook. Oh, okay. All right. So I cooked all the vegetables and garnishes that went with the, the main courses. Got it. And she would come in and order like a whole roasted chicken. We didn't have whole roasted chicken on the menu. So like the chef, the little Cambodian guy would be like, okay, you, you go get the chicken and we tie it and we put it in the thing and, blah, 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 and just go crazy. And we're like, okay, what the fuck is happening? We're like, uh, it's for Whoopi Goldberg. You got to do it. And she would order carrot puree. Who the fuck Who orders that? carrot puree, right? Right. But I was the veg guy, so he'd be like, you, the dog, you make out the veg. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to divulge my secret. Oh. Is, I, I don't know that I've ever told this publicly. Oh, good. So, but what I used to do is uh -huh. I would go back to the, vet, to the, the, meat, the uh, veal stock, yeah. the big giant vat that's cooking the veal stock in the back, and scoop the carrots out. And then puree them <gasps> and mix in some butter and make and that's how I made her character. Really? She loved it. Yeah. It's kinda like what do you think I was gonna run up to the cooler and Maybe. like get carrots and, and like start peeling them? Puree them? Fuck that. No, <laughs> no way. Whoopee. I was like, nah. No whooping, uh -uh. you do not get that. Yeah. That's it's always amazing to me though that someone <laughs> thinks that they can come in. I would never come in and say to any chef or any server i know this isn't on the menu but can you make me this thing i like like right? that's 
Who it's does that? It's stunning to me that I people know. think that that's okay. I, I think... I, I don't. I don't know what that is. Like, because yeah. I, I don't do that either. No. Like, I don't even like send shit back. Like, if I go to a restaurant and I have stuff that's not good, I'm just like, eh, we're just not gonna eat that. Yeah. And sometimes Corey, you know, my fiance will be like, hey, you should, you should send that back. And I'm right. like, eh, I just don't feel comfortable like you know, doing that to people because how you because of how you feel when something gets sent back. Yeah. Except I don't care. <laughs> like, like I mean, I get frustrated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, my thing is like, so I'm a hospitalitarian. Right. Right. Like I'm out there to take care of people. Yes. And so I feel like if I send shit back, that's going to like mess with them. Mm. Right. And I don't want to mess with people, mm -hmm. especially if they know who I am. Right. Because now people recognize me and stuff. So they're like, oh, we fucked up his. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing all that. Right. 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 I don't want to I don't want to play that card. But also I know what it can do to you in the kitchen when mm. your your service starts to go haywire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it can like spiral out of control. Yeah. Um, so typically I'll just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yep. Um, but when I'm in the kitchen and things aren't right, like I want it to be right. So like if somebody sends it back, I, it's not a problem for me to like redo it. Let's get it right. Let's do it fast. Cause I don't want people to have a bad experience. It's so interesting though, because you're assuming then that other uh, chefs aren't like you. And I bet more chefs are, are probably, like you than not. They probably are. Yeah. And we're probably might. all the same. We're right. all, like, you know, look, I've interviewed a lot of you. A lot of you are very similar. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's get into that. <laughs> okay. So, so tell me about the similarities from your perspective. Um, about us. Do you want me to start at tattoos or end with tattoos? You can end with tattoos. <laughs> you can end with tattoos. No, I love all the tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, a lot of you are very much the same. And I think it's really cool because I think in a lot of cases, um, chefs here that I have interviewed multiple times to the point where I feel like I know you guys a little mm -hmm. bit more. I feel like that's why I think it was really cool that you were defining yourself by your job and you thought that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. Right. Um, I feel like in a lot of cases, this job, being a chef, being in the kitchen, being able to be creative in that way has pulled a lot of people out of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool and beautiful that not only has it pulled a lot of people out of a lot of things and made them find their path and their way and their creative thing, but it's also making the people you're serving so happy. Right. So it's like a win-win. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think of when I think of chef similarities. I can think of like five of you mm -hmm. where I'm like, yep, that's brilliant. That yeah. is brilliant because this person found their thing that they're supposed to be doing in this life and look at how many people they've made happy with it. Yeah. And I think that's cool. That is cool. And I think that's the most satisfying thing for most of us, yeah. right? Because let's be real. Chefs aren't getting rich. Mm -hmm. Like this is not something Correct. you do to like make right. money. Um, if you're, if you're lucky and if you're very good, you can like do okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a comfortable life, but we're not, we're not getting rich. This isn't like we're not movie stars or something. Yep. Um, and so a lot of the satisfaction that we seek, I think is that hospitality, right? People mm -hmm. appreciate what we do and they come back. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's the sustainability part. Yep. It's like if people, if we're doing what we're supposed to do well, which is take care of people and put out food that a inspires us, mm -hmm. but also, you know, leaves a, a lasting impression on people, like a positive mark on them, mm -hmm. then they'll return. Yep. And then we'll be fine. Like the restaurant will stay busy or at least busy enough to keep us fed and all that. And that's good. And you know what? It's not, dissimilar from what we do yeah right like, you're not getting rich over not there not getting rich for <laughs> sure but it's the same deal like if we are authentic and if we 
share little bits of ourselves through our shows and share information with people that matters to them, they will keep coming back. Yeah. And then there's the sustainability for us. Do you have any sort of, I, I'm sure you do. I mean, you guys have ratings and all that mm -hmm. stuff. How has the trajectory for your show mm -hmm. and your shows are, you have some new shows too. They're, they've kind of morphed over the years, yeah. but, but like your viewership, is it up? Is it great? Is how's the feedback? Like all that stuff. It's great. And I have to be honest, it's hard right now in television. Yeah. It's hard. People's habits are changing. How they're watching are changing. Um, how we're measuring that is changing. Um, so it's kind of a tumultuous time mm. to know exactly where you stand. But I count on when I'm in Harris Teeter, yeah. you know, and how many somebody comes like up and says, I saw Jamie make this crazy thing on your yeah. show the other day. Or Mary said the funniest thing and it was so cute <laughs> and we absolutely love her. Or Cheryl, blah, 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 blah. And she's so smart and she, you know, when people say those things to me, yeah. those are the things that I, like when I watch how that ebbs and flows, that's how I really know how we're doing. And right now I feel really good. Awesome. Yeah, I feel really so good. So do you shop at the Teeter in Plaza Midland? <laughs> okay, guys. So if you guys see Kristen over in there, <laughs> go up and say, hey, she loves it. <laughs> but I like the constructive criticism too. Don't get okay, me wrong. Because okay. people feel free to tell us when they don't like something we've done. Yeah. Um, and as long as it's constructive, I want to hear it. Okay, you know? good. Yeah. So what is the most embarrassing thing that somebody could see in your buggy at oh. the teeter when they come up to say hey your hair looked great today um and you're like you're like oh don't look at my basket don't look at my basket what's in there usually lately it's been pretty good because okay. i'm trying to you know i'm trying to be healthy it's working thank you mm -hmm. i'm trying <laughs> covid man it was like here i'm sitting in my house in covid and i got nothing else to do let me Just drink some wine sprinkles and on everything eat frosting <laughs> yeah, every yeah. day red wine and sprinkles yes. baby <laughs> oh that's a dream yeah. that is a dream um you know sometimes it's like oh what kind of thing could be embarrassing yeah. that i get i don't know i tend to because I'm not like a, an avid cook, <laughs> I tend to like have frozen whatever yeah. in there. Uh -huh. And then it's like, yep, yeah, I eat lean cuisines. Sorry. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, that kind of stuff. Okay. Or like anytime you get something in like the pharmacy aisle. Yeah. You know, you're like, yep, I had to get that this week. And I'm really sorry that we're meeting for the first time. And, <laughs> and, you, and, and now we know each other. <laughs> and now you know where I'm at in my yeah. life right now. <laughs> So that kind of stuff. But gotcha. you know what? People are usually so nice that it doesn't even doesn't even matter. I remember, I, I, I'm probably not going to tell this right, but it reminded me, I asked you the question and it reminded me of a time that um, it was like Corey and I first started dating. She's and, so cute, by the way. Thank you. I, I love her. her to death. She's the best. Yeah. Um, she makes me better, which is so amazing. When I've told you this before, I love how you love her. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. She's one of the most empathetic people I know. Like she just gets people yes. to the point where it's like almost her own like undoing you know like yeah. she feels everybody's feels yeah that kind of thing which i think is like really magical because not a lot of people have that mm -hmm. um so anyways but so we, we were we, we were first started dating and i think she like she called me we were talking on the phone or something and i was at the teeter uh -huh. getting some stuff i think i might have been just back from like top chef or something because okay. we met like right after that whole thing yep and She's like, she asked me like what I'm getting at the store or something. Right. And I think I was sick. Like I had just been traveling and I was just not feeling good. So I had like 
two bottles of red wine, a bottle of NyQuil, uh -huh. a frozen pizza, and like a bag of like Sour Patch Kids or something. Yes. And she's like, show me. So I, show, so I put her like on <laughs> yeah. FaceTime and like show her my card. She's like, she loves that story. She's like, man, you are just a train wreck. Like you need me so bad. That's right. Like, you're not going to survive That's right. doing what you're doing. Correct. Yeah. That was a disaster waiting to happen <laughs> yeah. right there. And it totally happened. What's your favorite candy? Uh, is it Sour Patch Kids? I mean, that's like my go-to. I love sour stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, it shocks your palate. Yeah. Which I really like. Okay. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, I taste stuff all day. Right. And my palate gets tired. Right. So you need something. Something bold. Mm. So so I think that's kind of my go-to. Yeah. I don't know if it's my, I mean, Reese's are uh, just so good. They're so good. There's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> I know. Like you can't even find a thing that's wrong with them. Mm -mm. Here's the what's wrong. The only thing is that they melt. They melt. That's the only thing. They melt and when they try to mess with them, when mm, they make like the put, big Reese's cups or they put other stuff in there that doesn't need to be The ratio there. isn't right now. You've messed it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I get you it. I get it. Me. Yeah. yeah, we... We, we get each other. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Re yeah, Reese's are probably my all-time favorite. Yeah, and that too. goes back, my dad used to get those for me. Uh, like, that was the thing when he was coming home from work, he would do it. Like, how do you I, eat them? Do you have a, a way? I have a way. How do I eat them? I you don't know that bite? I have a way. No, I mean, I think I used to I used to bite off the rim. Yep. That was my way. I take the, the little pokey the... parts that are on the top. <laughs> yeah. I go around to take those first. <laughs> then I do the full outside. Then I do the middle. Oh, It like crazy. prolongs. The yeah. Journey. You don't want to you know, just like <laughs> no. pop them in and then they're gone. No. You're like, oh, no. I ruined it. <laughs> See, you got to live that as long as you can. Although if you do, I have taken the whole Reese's in one shot and it, like if you if you don't just like swallow it whole like a like a pill, like, yes, it, it's a good experience. The like whole it kind of dissolves once. slowly in your mouth, and like the layers come through. It's pretty pretty awesome. For you, they're I nodding will try over that. there. For you, I will try. So we're gonna wrap some things up. But yes. So we we did the grocery store. Did the grocery store. Who is your favorite? Who's your favorite chef to <laughs> interview on your show? Just wondering. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Um, just, God. Not me. Not me. Like, I, literally, my palms just started sweating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, do, how do you even answer that? Yeah. Okay, let, let's change that because yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. What is the, your favorite thing you can recall somebody making oh. um, that, that either, like, inspired you that you were like, whoa, that's super cool, or I never... Like, is there, is there something that was like here's the, really Here's what I will out? tell you, and you've experienced this yourself. Here's my tell, right? Mm -hmm. I have two tells mm -hmm. um, if I really love something. Now, if something doesn't taste delicious, I'm never going to say that. Yeah. That's rude. I would never do that. That's, yeah. uh, and I'm not interested in that. Just because it doesn't taste good to me doesn't mean it wouldn't taste great to somebody else. Right. And so I never want to put that out there in the world. <laughs> But I do have two tells. But, there are, but I, do you have to say there are times? There are times when things aren't delicious yeah. to me. Okay. <laughs> but if I really love something, yeah. you know what I'll do. Yeah. yeah. I'll hit you. Yeah. It's the what? Because I can't even say words that yeah. describe how delicious it is. Yeah. But also when I take like a second or a third bite, mm -hmm. because I can't get enough of what I'm mm. eating, that's like, you know, that that is, I'm in. I'm a thousand percent in. Now it's not always the case because sometimes we're out of time and I don't yeah. have time. But if there's time and I go in for a second or a third bite, you know yeah. that it's like the, it's the, the jam. Do you go out to eat a lot? Yeah. Do you typically stay in the neighborhood or do you no. venture out? Mm -mm. You I cruise around out. a lot? Yeah. I try to, I, tr I try to get to as many restaurants as possible. Yeah. Um, not just because you and I are sitting here. LaBelle is really one of my faves. The it's brunch one of my there, faves too. Honest to God, the brunch there, Jamie, is amazing. The beef bourguignon is amazing. I love it so the much. The thing I love about, thank you. Yeah. The thing I love about LaBelle, and it's not that it's mine. I do love that it's mine. I yeah. was actually telling Lyle that last night. I went and showed, like after the we cooked together, we walked over there. Good. And, um, and 
I do love, like I'm super proud and I feel lucky that that's my restaurant now. Mm-hmm. I wish I could take credit for building it, but I didn't. Well, you built, you built what's coming out well, of the kitchen. The thing is like the food is, it's not fussy. Right. It's like, it's traditional. It's mm-hmm. the way I think French food should be served. Yep. And that's not fussy. It's straightforward. It's true to the traditions and style of bistro food. Yep. And that's what I love about it. It's so and, great. And, you know, we don't, we make mistakes too. It's not always perfect. The soup doesn't come out perfect every time. Mm-hmm. And I get just as sad as anybody else when I take a bite. I'm like, oh, the seasoning's off. That's not. Uh-uh. Oh, um, but when it's on, oh, ooh, I love that food. Nothing like it. When you showed me those onions cooking that day, I was yeah. like, oh my God. It's not health food is the problem. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I want the soup all day. Yeah, I know. Me too. So yeah, that's one of my faves. Um, I'm trying to think of other places I'm really into lately or places that I haven't tried that I want to. You know, ah, gosh, I'm really, I I went to Red Salt recently. Mm -hmm. That's underrated, I think. Um, It's so off the beaten path. Yeah, you know, and people just don't know it's there That's unless Park you're like, Road, in, right? it's no, it's over in the La Meridian Hotel. Oh, okay. So it's like down that oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The David I got Burke you. One. Yep. Um, but they're doing really yummy stuff there. Um, you know, there are chefs who come on anytime. Sam Dominich comes on, I'll eat anything he makes. You know, I love and Sam. He's the, one of the best humans in the whole. I world. run into Sam at the gym all the time. Ugh. It's so great. He's just a great look at you two, like being bodybuilding bros. I know. Well, <laughs> well, like a lot. Of, well, so. You know, we're both sober, yeah. too, so it's like, okay, well, we don't party. So it's like right. when you get up at 6 in the morning and you're like, nobody else is doing anything. You're right. like, what are, what are we going to do? Sure. I have to do something. Of course. So it's good. It's yeah. Good, but, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, Body we just... Bros. <laughs> <laughs> he's ripped, dude. For a little dude, he is like, he's looking good. Okay, but the two of you are doing just fine. We're doing so fine. So let's just, we're doing you fine. know. We're doing fine. Yeah. I'm going to help him when he gets um when he gets restaurant concerts open. Good. Yeah, he hit me up yesterday. He said he's getting really close. Yeah. And he's just like, I could use some hands. I was like, I'll come help you out, man. I'm like, fuck yeah. It's really funny because I'm not in your world. I don't know if it's like, like in TV, some mm-hmm. people really like each other. Some people just yes. tolerate each other, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting to see in your industry who really likes each other and yes. who really, you know, helps each other. But I think in a lot of cases, you all really do help mm-hmm. each other. And I in think Charlotte that's really specifically. Cool. Yeah. I think that that is, that's true in a lot of markets. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, it's specifically true. I mean, the camaraderie in Charlotte is way more um, vibrant than it is in other markets. Like in mm-hmm. Charleston, people don't hang out together. Really? Mm-mm. It's very, it's, I mean, some people do mm-hmm. like there's acquaintances and whatever, but you don't like hang out the way that we do here. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is that a lot of, a lot of us that are having our own restaurants now, we're a part of the growth of Charlotte as Charlotte kind of mm-hmm. is coming into its own True. and um, help building that. So we were all like doing the events, doing the charity stuff, doing all that stuff together. Yeah. And all ships rise, man. Like the yeah. more cool. That's what Chris said yesterday. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. You know, I mean. That's that's kind of our motto here is like like if we're all doing well, yep. like more people are going to come here to see what we're doing. It's a, it, so I worked on this big project for an entire year, and um, you and Sam were the first two people I came to about it, and you were both immediately in, and I'm so grateful <laughs> for that. But Sam said, 
yeah, I'm in. And if any other chef is not in, you tell me and yeah. I'm going to go talk to them. Yeah. And I think he I'll said it because he knew he didn't have to. Right. Because he didn't have to because right. every single chef said yes. But I just loved that like idea that you guys are all kind of mm -hmm. in it together. And here's the thing about Sam too is that Sam is like, he's such a hospitality person too. Yeah. Like he, and a lot of that is like in service to others because of his sobriety and yep. stuff like that. Like he feels a debt to people to sure. like, to be good and make sure you do the right thing. I think. Mm -hmm. But because he's so gracious that way, is that like you feel bad telling him no? <laughs> like if if Sam asks you, you're like, okay, fine. Oh, like I don't really want to, but of course I'm going to do it, right? Because yeah. it's you. It's yeah. one of those deals. Yeah, for sure. So for let's sure. talk about your project. Yeah, this is a big project. You are literally the first chef that's in this cookbook. Yep. To be seeing the cookbook. I in love real it. Life. I love it. I'm so, so exciting to see it. Here it is, right here. Yes, it's the WBTV Family Recipes Cookbook, Tastes and Talents of Charlotte. And this has been a passion project of mine. I've wanted to do this for so long. And this is the first time like we've really been in a position to do it. Yeah. And we had so many great partners that Jamie, I'm telling you, we did it for free. No way. We did That's it for so free great. so that nearly every dollar goes to two charities in our community. One is The Bulb, which okay. brings fresh produce into food deserts. I love it. And one is the Johnson & Wales University Scholarship Fund, which is going to get more kids through that program and into restaurants to feed all of us. I 98 or 99% of the kids at Johnson & Wales get some sort of funding to oh, be there. Oh, that's so great. And so this is going to help. This is going to help support that. Yep. Awesome. So we had great partners. Um, Johnson & Wales is a partner. Um, Spark Publications, which does beautiful cookbooks and books and all kinds of things, mm -hmm. did the layout and everything, made it look beautiful. Shutterfly printed it for us. Everybody worked for free. Oh, that's you so great. You guys all submitted recipes, and I'm just How many chefs moon. are in here? I want to say there are about 15 local chefs and then about as many um, WBTV anchors and reporters who submitted family recipes. How were you able to get all of this information. It is been. I mean, I, I, have, I have the email saved on my computer about like, hey guys, like just a reminder. Look, this is, um, <laughs> this is not intended to be a commentary on chefs in general, <laughs> Okay. but a lot of you creative folks are in a thousand directions at once. So it's really hard to nail you down. But look at look you. Look at that. Look at you. I got the two page banger. Are they all like that? Well, yeah, Let's but look at that beautiful picture. That's a beautiful picture. Why did you want to submit that recipe? Um, so this was one of the first recipes that I did uh -huh. for Five Church uh -huh. back in the day. And nowadays, so Corey's family is Polish. Oh, my so gosh. So pierogies is one of the dishes yes. that her grandmother does. Like whenever we do family dinner, yes. like for somebody's birthday or whatever, I love we go to her grandma's house and pierogies are almost always on there. I mean, so I was that's like, amazing. It's kind of a little... Well, shout out to them. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm so grateful that you did it. And you're a Thank cover you. model. You see that. I did see that. And Sam, we got Sam. Sam's on and there. And then your beautiful face right there. Greg Collier. Greg Collier. Who was another immediate yes. Yep. Um, Chris, the batch maker. Mm -hmm. She's got lines out the door. I called her and I said, please, will you submit a recipe? And she was in. But she's like, I feel like I'm giving up one of my children. Like... These oh, recipes are my babies, right? Oh. But she submitted the recipe for these peanut butter cookies that are out of this world. I'm going to make them. They're so good. peanut butter is one of my, my weaknesses. That's them right That's there. That's them? Yes. Ooh. They're so dang good. We just got tons of people. Yeah. Anthony Hamilton, uh -huh. like Charlotte's own R&B Grammy Award winning singer, he even submitted a recipe. That's so great. It's really cool. All right. So what? So where? how much is this? Where can people get it? So $30. Okay. It's a great holiday gift. Yep. 30 bucks. 
almost every dollar we is going to go to the two charities, Perfect. split between the two charities. We are only selling it local. Nice. So we're selling it at Park Road Books okay. and Paper Skyscraper starting November 15th. Cool. So you can only get it in those t- places. 15. There is a, it's a limited run. There are only a, a few hundred books. So if what, you want one, you got to go will, get them. Do, you, do they have to go to the stores physically? Or they can, have to, uh, or, can they, or will they be able to order them from like, uh, from like Park Road? Like do they Online? Have a, yeah. I'm not sure. I need to find out. Find out. That's let a me good know, question. Because if I'll so, you know. I want to put a link. I'll put a link on my website too. Yeah, 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 and get yeah. Get people yeah. to kind of like funnel that way. Yeah, because I think they're gonna go fast. We just do you don't have, have a, a do you have a set amount of prints or can you print more? Is it so? How how deep is the well here? The the well is not <laughs> extraordinarily deep, but we are actively searching for someone who will help sponsor this, who can help us print many many more so that many many more dollars can go to these charities awesome so we're crossing our fingers that someone will step up and say you know what this is really cool this is a full community project Mm -hmm. right here in our own hometown and we want to support folks that are that are feeding us and helping to feed us and so we're looking for somebody who's going to step up so how does that person reach you they email me at kmiranda at wbtv.com you heard that (laughs) send an email to chris and miranda and really anybody we look my email is public it's anybody can email if anybody listening is a chef is someone who has a story to tell Mm -hmm. who wants to promote a thing we're always looking for really cool stuff to show on our show cool on both of our shows um just know that it's got to teach somebody something like we said and if that if it does that it, it at least gets in the door I have an idea. Yes. So Mike Noel and I mm-hmm. are going to do a collaboration tasting menu in December. Okay. This is the first we're talking about Ooh. it right here. I think it would be interesting because he's a very creative cat. Uh-huh. He's an interesting dude. And his cooking voice is very cool. Yeah. And it might be interesting to talk a little bit about collaboration. Yeah. And how that works. Cool. Because it's going to be, we just started developing the menu for it. Yes. And it's a very interesting process. Okay. Um, Because this is a legit, like, seven-course tasting, like, experience. Wow. Right? We're both going to be all in on it. We're going to have our number twos with us. So Adam will be there, and his his CDC will be participating. And it's going to be super cool. So that might be fun. Okay. I'll I'll send you an email. Do you know my email? (laughs) I know your email. (laughs) I'll shoot you a text. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for doing the book. No, thank you for doing the book. I'm My honored pleasure. and grateful, and it's going to help a lot of people, and I know that's a big part of what your mission is, so yeah. thank you for being a part of our mission and doing that. There we are. Thank you. I love you. Love you, too. Bye.